You think being meek is weak, huh? Try being meek for a week. Ain't that right, Shaq? My name is the second matter. So give me a second. I bring you from Kane to the second Adam. For the pain, boy, I'm up and at him. For the pain, boy, I'm up to bat it. Patient for the win. Cause we win slow with these family matters. I, I'm so convinced that you won't find no gold. Demanding those of them that's going in for holiness. God goes with them. I'm about going harder. Walk with me through these martyrs and fathers. Definitely father for the father. Boy, don't get me started. Good evening, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Deep. Amen. Hope everyone is staying warm and being warm in this weather. Amen. First off, I just want to give glory to God for just bringing us to episode number two in the year 2024. Amen. Amen. For those who don't know who we are, we are the newest talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word to the world so others can know who they are and whose they are, thus, def thus defining their true purpose in Christ. We expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders in each and every individual who watches this show. I am Leander DJ Wilson, and I invite you into the deep. Amen? Yeah. So, Amen. We are in a new series of Who Am I? We're, 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 we're talking about who I am, who am I in Christ? Who am I in Christ? Who am I after the trauma? And tonight we, we're going to be talking about a subject that a lot of people know about, a lot of people don't know about, about a lot of people just do it because of that's what they was taught. We're going to be talking about fasting, amen? Fasting and praying, amen? So if you don't know what fasting is, if you want to know what fasting is, if you know someone who who's thinking about fasting or don't, if you know someone who wants to fast but don't know what it is, share this video with them because tonight we're diving deep into fasting. Amen. And it I have the I have the honor to be talking about this subject with a lady who knows about this subject quite a bit. This lady is an amazing woman of God. She knows how to teach. She knows how to bring forth the word. She she knows how to dig deep into the word as well. So I'm gonna bring this lady onto our screen. She is none other than Pastor Cheryl George. Amen. 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 Thank you for having me. Amen. So, Pastor Cheryl, just give us a little information about who you are. Well, I'm, um, first of all, and first and foremost, a child of the Most High God. I am a campus pastor at Church of Promical Ministries. I am a mother. I have a daughter. I have three grandchildren, uh, actually four grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren. And I'm extremely blessed. My mother's here with me, and I thank God for that. And um, 
That's about it. My favorite pastime is praying. I love to pray. That's my favorite pastime. Amen. All right. So, so on this show, when we have a guest, we do icebreakers just to get to know you just a little bit better. So the first icebreaker we have is three questions. That's why I ask you three questions and you answer them to the best of your ability. Uh, the first question is, we are in the year 2024. We're 16 days in now, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's so we're 16 days in. What is the most what is something that you're proud something that you have accomplished in 2024 this year? Well, like you said, we're only 16 days in. <laughs> so uh one thing I have accomplished is uh God's grace and mercy for mm -hmm. sure. And uh, just thanking God for being in the land of the living Amen. because there's so many uh, who I know that are that did not make it to to uh, the year 2024. And I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for my family and my church family. And um, I'm just um, just thankful and and grateful to be here. And to be able to uh, fellowship and and be with uh, my family, my church family, just thankful of God, thankful to God to be here. And speaking of this is a new year in in twenty twenty three. Question number two. I'm sorry. Question number two is what is one of the lessons you've learned from twenty twenty three? Uh, one of the lessons I've learned from 2023 moving forward in 2024 is to trust God, not be moved by situations, circumstances, what's going on in this world, but to walk by faith and not by sight. And, uh, that's what I'm, I've learned just to trust God, to trust God. Because he is bigger, better, greater, stronger than anything and anybody. All right. And the final question is, all right. So if you had 10 minutes to spend $20,000, how would you spend it? Uh, 10 minutes to spend $20,000. How yes. would I spend it? Well, first of all, I do our tithe and offering, <laughs> tithes and offerings off of that $20,000. And then I'll uh, bless. I'm always, I'm a person who gives and um, I would share it with someone in need. Mm -hmm. Someone who, who, who's really in need. In, in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That is three questions and now we're going to our next icebreaker, which is two dreams and a reality. Now this is where you tell us two things that you hope 
to see in 2024 or that you hope to see in your life and then you tell us one reality of something that you're proud of something that you accomplished okay well one thing that um one dream that that i have to someday go to the holy land i've always wanted to visit the holy land that has always always been a dream of mine and then with this world and everything that's going on i still believe that god is going to allow me to do that i'm just praying that he does but that's one of my uh one of the dreams that i really really pray will come to pass i love traveling i love cruising um i I like just uh, going to different cities and states and and just see what's going on. Um, one of the things that, um, well, this is not so much a dream, but a desire that I have is to have a home that's large enough <laughs> that all of my shit, my my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, my daughter. They can all come and visit and just stay as long as they want. It's okay. I just want, I just love having my family around. And that's what I'm, actually, I'm believing God for that this year. I believe he's going to make that happen. And uh, one of the realities that I've known that I'm very, that's mindful, always on my mind, Mm -hmm. is that time waits for no one. Mm time moves on so we are so i want to time is precious to me mm-hmm. and every time that i have with my mom my daughter my grandchildren uh, to be at church when i miss church i mean hey i it's i that's time that i've missed and i'm not getting it back because it's not the same you know being online as it is being in the house but um, time waits for no one and just embrace it. Embrace the time you have to go to the places where you want to go. Embrace the opportunity to be able to go to church, to be in the sanctuary, to uh, go out with friends and family. Um, em- just embrace the time that you have. That is two dreams and a reality. And now we move on to our final icebreaker, hot or cold. All right. So the first hot or cold is cell phone or landline? Cell phone. Well, hold on. (laughs) When I had my landline, (laughs) I did enjoy my landline. However, the convenience of the cell phone, I really liked but uh, as far as just talking and receiving calls, landline. But the convenience of carrying my, having my phone with me at all times, I have to be at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cell phone, I guess. All right. Next, next hot cold is Old Testament or New Testament. Um. Well, I guess the new. The Old Testament, you know, uh, talks about Jesus 
but the New Testament is when I his actual walk, mm-hmm. you know, and I just love um, the New Testament because of Jesus actually being here on earth and, and after his um, uh, death and resurrection and the disciples, which is where we are, you know, mm-hmm. as followers of Christ, you know, to just do uh, what Jesus, in, you know, expected for us to do. But I, not, I like, I love the Old Testament, but I prefer the New Testament because of Jesus. Jesus is, is finally arrived and it's, it's all about him and his teachings and his love and his grace and his mercy. <laughs> Next one. SUV or compact car? Uh, you know, I'm a car person. I like I like sitting up high in an SUV, but I like the way I can maneuver the car, you know, better. Um, I feel like I'm I can get in and out of places and you know <laughs> I think I prefer the, the car, the sedan. And the final higher code. Nope, nope, we got two more, sorry. Two more. This, Next, this one is Bible study or worship service? Bible study or worship service? Yes, ma'am. I love worship Mm -hmm. because it's worship ushers in the presence of the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I just love basking in his presence. And I just tune everybody out. And it's just me and God. You know, I, I I I absolutely love worship. I like Bible study, absolutely, but worship—that's when I'm basking in His presence, and and it's just me and Him. Right. And the, the final, final question. I asked a lot of people this question, and it's they they pick the same one, and I understand why. This one is. Worship online or worship? I'm sorry, church online or church in person? I like to be in the house, in the sanctuary. If I cannot, then of course online is okay. But I miss, and God's, uh, He's an omnipotent God, He's an omnipresent mm-hmm. God, presence God. And I know that He's with me wherever I am. But uh, being not being in the house sometimes we I miss some things like uh when we're online uh if the service is is uh ended after the sermon and then we may have uh extended prayer or ministering to someone mm-hmm. or um holy communion you know it's it's just a lot that I miss when I'm not in the house now, as far as uh, online, the uh, message, the praise and worship, all of that is wonderful. But the church after church, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. Hey, man, that is our icebreakers. That's where we get to know Pastor Show a little bit more. Hey, Amen. And it was a great icebreaker.
But now we're fit to dive into our topic for tonight, which is fasting. Amen. Amen. Fasting is a huge topic, especially in this season, the first 24 days of the year. It is a really big topic. A lot of people are fasting. A lot of people are talking about fasting. But and tonight we're gonna to be talk, we're gonna dive into what fasting is. So I wanna to go to real quick to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. And the thing I know about Pastor Cheryl is one of her favorite translations is the Amplified. So I have it right here with me. All right. Amen. Acts chapter 13. It reads, Now in the church of, at Antioch, there were prophets who spoke a new message of God. To, hold on. Hold on. Is this the right one? Yeah, this is it. I'm sorry. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets who spoke a new message of God to the people and teachers. Barnabas, Simon, who was called Nigra, Lucia of Syrian, who made, who had brought, been brought up with Herod, the While they were serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, Paul, for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. So then being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down and from the and from there, they sailed to Cyprus. Amen. Amen. So, we're talking about fasting, and we see here that the prophets and the teachers, Barnabas and Saul, they fasted. So, the first question we have tonight is, what does the Bible say about prayer and fasting? Okay. So here we just see that they fast. But if we go to Luke 5. Luke 5 verse 33. Then they said to him, verse 33, then they said to him, the disciples of John often practice fasting and offer prayer, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink, Jesus said, Jesus said to them, can you make the wedding guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? Mm -hmm. But the days will come 
when the bridegroom is taken away from them, they will fast in those days. And he also told them, we're going to start right there, right? Okay. We're going to start right there because that goes deeper. <laughs> Amen. Mm -hmm. So. Amen. In Acts chapter 13, we see that they fast before Barnabas and Saul goes on to Cyprus. We see here in Luke chapter 5 that some people come to Jesus and they say that, okay, John the Baptist disciples fast, the Pharisees disciples fast, but your disciples don't. So the, what, what what is fasting and praying? Fasting is a way to take the focus off ourselves and put it back onto God. It, so so, and then Jesus talked about the parable. So, so fasting is where we get closer with God. It's where we get, it's where we remove the distract our, the, any distractions and put it on God. So in Luke chapter five, the question is, why don't the disciples of Jesus fast? And the, the, to plainly answer that question is because their focus was already on Jesus. Their focus was already on the Savior. Their focus was already on the Lord. Their focus was already on God in human form. And what what many people think is what fasting is because I'm connected to a church, because I'm connected to a religion, I have to fast. But the purpose of a fast is to get connected with God. Amen. You see, the 12 disciples, Jesus' disciples, they already was connected with Jesus. They already was walking with him. They was already communicating with him. They was already having conversations with him. So they didn't need to focus more. Pastor, you have anything to say? Um, uh, yes. Um, uh, while prayer is a regular part of everyday uh, everyday believers' uh, life, uh, many Christians don't know uh, much about fasting and praying. And Jesus placed equal emphasis on both fasting and praying. When he told when he told the disciples, he didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. He didn't say if you fast. He mm -hmm. said when you fast. And you'll find that in Matthew uh, chapter six, verses five through seven, and uh, sixteen through eighteen. So Jesus expects for us to fast. Mm -hmm. And he expects for us to pray when um, when the disciples couldn't uh, cast out that demon in mm -hmm. uh, um, Matthew 17, 21. And they asked Jesus, well, why couldn't we do it? Mm -hmm. Why couldn't we cast out that demon? And Jesus said, 
because of your unbelief. And some things go out, but uh, this kind, he said, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So we must have power to overthrow certain demonic powers. And in order for us to have that power, in order for us to walk in that authority and that power, we must fast and pray. And when we have unbelief, we have to, uh, we definitely have to fast and pray. When there's an area of unbelief and when we're fasting and praying, what we're doing is we're uh, dying to our flesh and we're in tune to the spirit. And when we do that, then we have uh, a better connection to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Our flesh is toned, tuned down. And then when we fast and pray, we can hear better. The word of God says, uh, those who have ears, let them hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And as we fast and pray, then we're in tune to the spirit. Our spiritual eyes are open. The scales are off of our eyes. Uh, we can see beyond the natural into the supernatural. We can see things the way God sees them. We can see into the hearts of his people. And when we fast and pray, our spiritual ears are open. We can hear clearly what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have better discernment. We have, When we uh, fast and pray, we uh, walk by faith and not by sight. We don't let, we're not tossed to and fro you know, uh, worrying about what's going on in this world. We trust God. When we fast and pray, we trust God. And a real fast, Hmm. a real fast can remove unbelief. When we really tone down this flesh and be in tune to the Holy Spirit, it gives us power and grace and the authority in the spirit realm that we need to uh, fight the devil. What we, the, what we need, and we've been more aware of his tricks and schemes because we're more in tune to the spirit. So um, yeah, we, we, we definitely need to fast and pray. And when we fast and pray, we, uh, we're empowered. Our mind is renewed. Um, we can see the... Um, log in our own eye instead of concentrating on the speck in our brother's eye. We're not walking in pride, not esteeming anybody as higher than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not esteeming ourselves, excuse me, higher than anyone else. We are, we have, we walk in more love, more forgiveness. Uh, fasting and praying just bring us uh, into subjection. Mm-hmm. Yes, of Christ. And our relationship is better. Our prayer life is better. Uh, Fasting and praying is what we need. It's what we need for ourselves, what we need for our church. It's what we need for our communities, our country, and the nations. You know, uh, we uh, become better intercessors. We spend more time in prayer when we uh, fast and pray. I hope I answered your question. Yes, ma'am. You did. That's great. Here's another. Fasting without prayer is dieting. 
because because prayer and fasting go hand in hand, like Pastor Show said. Mm-hmm. Because when you fast, you're removing a distraction and you're replacing it with God. You right because mm-hmm. when you when you when you remove a distraction and replace it with something else. For for example, uh, when I first tried to give up alcohol, what I did, I would I replaced alcohol with energy drinks, mm-hmm. right and I got consumed in energy drinks. So it was like the it was like the same thing. It was addictive. Exactly. It was it be, it became addictive. But mm-hmm. when I went before God and gave God my alcohol addiction and my energy okay. drink addiction at that, he removed it from me and he got and he grew in me. Amen. See, when we fast and we pray, we open we open up space for God to come in. Right. So for, for for example, when we come into God, when we when we receive salvation, we open up the door for God to come in. But then we when we start the prayer and fast, we clean up our house. Mm-hmm. Right, Amen. and we 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 welcome Him into us even the more. Yeah, we can hear Him better. That, that answers our second question. The second question is, what does prayer do for fasting? Prayer pushes fasting even the more. When we pr- when we fat when we fat when we pray when we're fasting, we are clean, we're making a connection with God. Right. It, it's like, for instance, the house when we're cleaning up a house. We clean up the house by ourselves, right? But when we are, but but when we hire someone to help us clean, it's easier for us. If we don't break a sweat, we don't get tired quick. So when we pray and when we pray when we're fasting, we're saying, "God, I need your help in this. I, I'm removing this distraction. I'm removing eating. I'm removing meat. I'm removing sugar because I need your help in this." I'm removing entertainment. I need your help in this, God. I'm trying to grow closer to you, and I need your help to get closer to you. Amen. Amen. And question number three is, how do you Before we move on, uh, if if you don't mind, before we move on, uh, fasting alone will not break anything. Come on. It is prayer and fasting. If you fast without prayer, like you say, you're on a diet. Mm -hmm. You might look good, but (laughs) the inside hasn't changed. (laughs) So, uh, and uh, prayer is a tool that God has given us. We have to fast and pray. Like you say, they go hand in hand. You want you shouldn't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. They go together. They fit like a glove. And the third question is, how do you fast and pray biblically? 
you want to ask that question, Pastor Cheryl? Well, um, biblically, fasting didn't uh, uh, usually mean uh, giving, uh, going without food mm -hmm. or drink 24-7. Uh, back in the day, the Jewish customs was to fast during the day, but eat and drink as soon as it was dark. But Jesus encouraged his followers uh, to be intentional, mm -hmm. to fast as a spiritual tool, not a biblical law. Mm. So uh, it's, uh, he didn't want us to be like the hypocrites, right. like the, uh, you know, to be, to fast, uh, with that pitiful look on our face. And, you know, he told us to wash, anoint your uh, head, wash your face, you know, uh, look like, uh, look presentable. You know, don't look like, um, you're not doing it for men to mm -hmm. show that I'm so holy, I'm fasting and praying. That That's not what it is. And, and as a matter of fact, uh, when the hypocrites, the Pharisees, and when they would pray, they would pray out in the marketplace where people could see them. And then they would pray all loud and then looking all pitiful so that the people would know they're praying. But that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus said for us to go into our secret place, shut the door. And when we fast and pray, God will reward us openly. We don't have to make a platform ourselves like the hypo hypocrites. So uh, that's how we uh, fast and pray biblically. You know, that's that's what I think. Because you brought up the scripture as well. Um, it's Matthew chapter 6. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 6, starting at the 16th verse. Mm -hmm. It says, and whenever you are fasting, do not look gloom-like the hypocrites, for they put on a sad and dismayed face mm -hmm. like actors discoloring their face with ash or dirt right. so that their fasting may be seen by men. I assure you and most solemnly say to you that they already have their reward in full. But when the, you fast, put on all on your head as you normally would to groom your hair and wash your face. So that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but your right. father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I love that because what, what it's really saying is when you fast and pray, it isn't something that should be put on display. It should be like second nature pretty much. When you fast and pray, you should still you're 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 you put you're pushing away distractions, but you're still going throughout your day. You you're not right. looking Amen. like, oh, this is a sacrifice for me that I'm giving this up. Oh, I'm fasting because oh I want to get close to God. But you're fasting because yes, you you're sacrificing something. Yes, you want to get closer to God, but it's because 
its nature to you because it's something that you're excited to do. Not be something that you have to do, but something that you want to do. Yeah, it's an attitude of the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, when we sincerely seek God and uh, it's all in the heart. And then as we sincerely seek him, then he blesses. us. He hears and answers our prayers. Amen. And I like that, like, what was it? Verse 18 and the end, it says, mm -hmm. so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but, but by your father who is in secret, your father who sees okay. in secret will reward you. And that's the thing about fasting. When you fast, you will be rewarded. For for example, mm -hmm. uh, in Acts chapter 13, when Barnabas and Saul fasted, that that the leaders in the temple, they they covered them in prayer and sent them on, on their way. But that that was when they was being commissioned to be apostles. Right. The reward was part in their ministry. Apostle mm -hmm. in the natural, but in the spirit, the reward was now they have authority in in the kingdom. Now they have right. a closer walk with God. Now right. that now God has gotten close with them. Now they're able to speak with God even more because. Saul, Saul, if people don't know who Paul is, Saul is, Saul of Tarsus, <laughs> Saul was public enemy number one. He persecuted Christians. He killed Christians. He was, he was up against God, and he did not deny it. He did not run from it. He spoke loudly that he was against God. But now in Acts chapter 13, He's walking with God. He's doing what God asked of him. And do, because of prayer and fasting, because of this time, he now, his past is null and void. His past doesn't make him. His past isn't who he is anymore because of prayer and fasting. Amen. And uh, do you know that um, when he was uh, on the road to Damascus, when he was at Ananias' house, well, mm -hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. He fasted himself for three days. Yeah. He went without food and drink for three days himself. Mm -hmm. He fasted and he prayed. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's in Acts chapter nine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So matter of fact, let's go there. So in Acts chapter nine, matter of fact, we're going to go there. Yeah. Chapter mm -hmm. nine. Ch uh, chapter nine, verse nine. Mm, there we go. Verse For three nine. days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. Boom. And that that was uh, part of 
his conversion, how he received what he received. And mm -hmm. the, the whole chapter is nice. It's really nice. <laughs> because he said, here I am, Lord. <laughs> he went to Damascus. Nice. He originally was going to Damascus to persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. But yep. he had to take these three days to fast and pray to see where he was going to go next. Yep. So the Here's a question. The what what is the purpose of fasting and prayer? Right? The purpose is to get closer with God and right. to get understanding of where you're going in Christ, where you're going next. So uh, the purpose of most why most people fast at the beginning of the new year is to understand is one to be grateful and thankful that God brought mm -hmm. them from the the old year into into the new year, and also mm -hmm. to get guidance on the new year. Right. For example, let's go to Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two. Verse 37. Verse 36. There was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Philion of the tribe of Asher. She was very old and had lived with her husband for seven yeah, years yeah. after her marriage. Eight of four. And, and then as a widow of the age of 30 of 84 she mm -hmm. did not leave the area of the temple but was serving and worshiping night and day with night fasting and prayers mm -hmm. she she too came up at the that very moment and began praising and thanking God giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all whom were looking for the redemption of the deliverance of Jerusalem. So here in Luke chapter 2, there's a woman, right? She was married, and then her husband passed away. And then she went to the temple to fast and pray. She, because of she was leaving one area of life. She was leaving, being married to her husband and becoming a widow. She went to the temple to fast and pray. One, to mourn, and two, to be grateful that she's here, to see where God wants her to go on into her next season. And we see that she's now speaking and giving praising and giving thanks to God. And she's also speaking to others about redemption and deliverance in Jerusalem. Amen. So the purpose of fasting and praying is one, to be grateful of what God has brought you from and to get guidance of what God is bringing you to. You have anything to say, Pastor? 
and also uh, fasting and praying gives us the power and the authority to stand when the evil, when the enemy comes and we don't have to walk in fear. The word of God says, I abide in you, you abide in me. When you resist the devil, he has to flee. We have that power. And when we fast and pray, it helps us to know who we are and who we are in Christ. And we will not bow down. We will not grow weary in well-doing. We will tell the devil, we will fight till the end. When we fast and pray and have a relationship with God, and know who we are. He said, everywhere I feet tread upon that he's given us authority. And we walk in that authority with supernatural discernment, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And we're not afraid. Whatever the devil sent at us, we have the power and the authority to take him down. The word of God said we would tread over serpents and scorpions. We cast out demons. We speak in new tongues. We lay hands on the sick. And when we eat or drink something, it will by no means harm us. When we fast and pray, it, it, uh, our faith, it, it helps us to walk in uh, our faith and our authority, knowing who we are. And the devil don't stand a chance. When we fast and pray, the devil, when we get up in the morning, okay, devil, I'm ready. And he trembles. He runs the other way. Why? Because we've been fasting. We've been praying. We exercise our authority. We do not walk in fear. And we tell him he has to submit to us. We're not going to submit to him. When we fast and pray, that boldness rise up. Amen. We have that atomic power of God. <laughs> and hey, no fear. And the great example of that is Matthew chapter 4. Right? That is when Jesus. Hold on, let's go back. Hold on. Yeah, Matthew chapter 4. Right. That's when Jesus fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, mm -hmm. and was led into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So, and the thing about this, Matthew chapter 4, is his fast and his praying was over with. <laughs> he, he, he fasted and he prayed. And... Mm -hmm. And then, Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. After he had gone without food for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. <laughs> and the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. So, that was verse 2 and verse 3. So, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, no food. And after those 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry. And then the devil came to him. So, 
and the devil tempted him. Because in verse 3 it says, and the tempter came. So that means mm -hmm. the devil came to tempt him in, after he was fasting and praying. And he tempted mm -hmm. him, saying, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And the thing is, this is what Jesus said back to him. It is written and forever remains written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by the every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Amen. And the very thing about that scripture is the let me let me see if I can bring it to the screen real fast. It is if you read, if you see it, it's all caps. Mm-hmm. And it's in red, so that's Jesus saying these words, right? And so, so what? What, what that? What that? What God revealed to me was that, and Pastor Shell said it that after he was fasting and praying, even though his flesh was weak, his spirit was still strong, yeah. and his spirit was that's strong right. enough to overcome the weakness of no food, and was able to tell the devil, "Yes, I am the Son of God," but it. But it is written in his word. It is written that I should not live by bread alone. Even though I'm weak right now, I stand mm -hmm. on the word. I stand that my God has put me in authority on this earth to do what he's called me to do. Amen. And you know, um, when we fast and pray, mm -hmm. we will be tempted everything i mean from food to distractions uh mm -hmm. the enemy telling us all kinds of things and if we're not fasting and praying then we will maybe listen to some of that foolishness that the enemy is saying to us but when we're fasting and praying and when we're denying ourselves from all of those pleasurable foods and mm -hmm. drinks that we want we're saying god we want i want you more i want you more than i want this food i want you more than i want uh this to go here or to look at you know to spend time doing this or that i want to spend i want to spend time with you I want to be in your presence. I want to hear what you're saying to me. I am seeking you. Second Chronicles 714 says, God's people who are called by his name shall humble themselves, seek his face, pray, turn from our wicked ways. Then he will forgive our sins. Then he, we will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and heal the land. So when we're fasting and praying, the devil is going to tempt us with all kinds of things. Gonna uh, telling us that uh, we're not this, we're not worthy, we can't do this, we can't do that. He even uh, put all kind of illness and mm -hmm. and uh, infirmities upon us. I mean, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of distractions. People saying all kinds of things, talking about you, doing all kinds of stuff. But when we're fasting and praying. It just goes above our heads. We we don't even we we don't even we're not moved by it. We know who God is. When we're fasting and praying, 
we get closer to God and we can hear clearly what the Holy Spirit is saying. And we tell the devil where to go. We are not going to tell you. Uh, and when you put uh, sicknesses and diseases on us, no, uh -uh. the word by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. His body was broken so that my body may be made whole. And his blood was shed for my sins, my transgressions, and my iniquities. And I'm forgiven of my sins, past, present, and future. When we fast and pray, we can declare the word of God uh, back to the enemy. The, like he said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. That's why when we're fasting and praying, we're more in tune to what God says. And we know that his word will not return to him void. And we speak the word, we speak the word, we stand on the word. We, when we're fasting and praying, we just have that strength that mm, to just do what God says. I know who my father is. I know who I am. I know I'm a child of God. And I know God loves me with an everlasting love. And then we tell the devil, no, you're going to leave my child alone. You are going to take this uh, illness. I cancel every assignment. I mean, we just walk in our authority. We don't let the devil just treat us any kind of way. We speak the word. The word will not return to God void. It will accomplish that when we sent it. And when we're fasting and praying, we have more power. We realize that we have more power and the authority to stand on the word of God and to uh, counsel the assignments of the enemy. We're not going to let the enemy just do it, whatever he wants to us. We mm -hmm. stand firm on the word of God and we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us. Uh, I say all the time, uh, fasting, it is a weapon and God's word is the only weapon that can be used offensively and defensively. And the Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us in the word of God to um, every need we every need we have, whatever we go through, there's something in the word of God that we can stand on by faith and know and believe in that God's got it. He he he's got he's our back. He loves us with an everlasting love. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He said he would instruct us, and we don't have to be afraid. When we fast and pray, devil can't touch us. He just can't because we know who we are. We know our father, and we're his children, and he loves us and he protects us and he takes care of us. We don't have to worry. Amen. Yeah. All right. And the final the final question of the night about fasting. What are the different types of fasts? Alright. So the different types of fasts you have you have a fast called the Daniel's fast. And that comes from Daniel Daniel chapter 10 verse 3 
starting at the... Starting at, I'll start at the first verse. In the third year of Cyrus as king of Persia, a message from Daniel was revealed to Daniel, who was named Belshazzar. And the message was true and to refer to a great conflict. And he understood the message and had an understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, had been mourning for three entire weeks. I ate no tasty food, nor did any meat or wine enter my mouth, and I did not anoint, and I did not anoint myself at all for all for the full three weeks. So the Daniel's fast. It is a fast. You're giving up. And Daniel, he gave up the king's food, the king's desires, what the king required him to eat. He gave up what was custom for him. And he went before God. He went before God, crying out to God, pleading to God. And after those three weeks, he received a vision, a message. And he understood the message of the vision. So, the Daniel's fast is where we give up what's we, we give up our was custom to the culture. For, for example, we give up meat and sugar. You have anything to say about Daniel's fast, Pastor? Show? Uh, yes, Daniel's fast, which is what we're on now. Mm -hmm. We give up, uh, as no bread except you know, you mm -hmm. get allowed to eat the I think the Ezekiel bread, uh, no pasta, no meat, no sugar. It's uh, mainly vegetables and fruit, and uh, drink water. Mm -hmm. Um, and this fast is to uh, help us to understand the vision that God has for us, to get focus and clarity and strategy on what God wants to do for us and through us, for, for us individually. And we do uh, fast corporately mm -hmm. and um, we also, you know, God gives us a vision for the body as well. Uh, the church, but uh, Daniel's fast is um, when we give up pleasurable things because we all, most of us, like bread, meat, and pasta mm -hmm. and sweets.
And it's usually done for uh, 21 days. So, and then there's a liquid fast. Uh, liquid fast goes to Exodus 34, 28. Hmm? Wait, did I do that way? No. Uh, 24, 28. No, that's not right. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> the 40 day fast. Yeah, that, that's 40 day fast. Mm -hmm. My bad. Well, yeah, the 40 day fast. I'll get to that. Mm -hmm. The 40 day fast. All right. That's. I remember my first 40 day fast. It was really eye opening. But a 40 day fast, um, Exodus 34, verse 28, it reads Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He ate no bread and drank no water. And he wrote on the tablets of the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So the 40 day fast is. Where you just with God, you're 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 with God, you're talking with God. Yeah. For the new. Hold on one moment. So, and the thing about 40, what, what, what 40 is, is newness and preparation. You're preparing for the newness. So, here in Exodus 34, Moses was preparing for the law to come. And back in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was preparing for his ministry to start his ministry. Mm -hmm. So the Friday right. fast is a where you prepare for the new. And then you have a partial fast. That a partial fast is is where you can fast 3 days from Six to six, or just seven days from six to six, and that's just where you're just getting close with God, where you're removing the distractions and you're getting closer with God. You're just cleaning out the partial fast is like spring cleaning, it's where you're just getting to know yeah. who God is a little bit more and a little bit better. So that's 
the Daniel's fast, the 40-day fast, the partial fast, and you can also fast from things like entertainment, spending money, just so you can get closer with God, just so you can hear him a little bit better. For for example, some often I heard a pastor say it that we, we often spend time on things we like to do. So giving okay. up, for instance, giving up Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, streaming service for two days, you're the, the, and just getting and replacing that time with God, that that's considered an entertainment fast, mm-hmm. or not spending money because it's it's because for 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 someone like me, I when when something's when oftentimes when something is wearing on me or when something's is when something stresses me out, I often go to my Amazon or Walmart or these different outlets and go shopping and spend money. You can do, you can reverse that and say, okay, instead of going to those outlets, I'm going to go to God I'm, for the next month. Instead of spending money on things I want, I'm going to save that money, which is a plus, <laughs> but I'm instead of spending <laughs> money and Getting stressed, getting that 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 stress release from now. I'm gonna go to God and go forth with God and speak to God. That's fast from entertainment. You have anything to say about those types of fast, Pastor? Um. Uh, uh, all of these uh, fasts mm-hmm. are to help us to to seek God, to get direction for, for our life, for uh, our children, to uh, seek his provision, his direction, his guidance, and uh, and his blessings, because God wants to bless us. He wants to hear from us. He wants us to fast and pray. He wants us to, uh, to, to just, be sold out to him, mm-hmm. completely sold out to him, whether it's a partial fast, a one-day fast. And uh, I don't know, I don't remember if you uh, mentioned it, uh, like the dry fast, mm-hmm. that's a fast with uh, no food and some people, no food or water. Uh, and it has been proven lately, uh, scientists are talking about it, that, um, a fast with just water for three days, how healthy it is for your body, or uh, a no food fast for three days. But all all of this is, no matter what type of fast it is, one day from six to six, or three days, 40 days, however many days it is, or whatever type of fast it is, all of it is to seek God. And again, it just takes me back to Second Chronicles seven fourteen, to seek God, to humble ourselves, to seek His face, and to pray. That's what these fasts. 
that's what we're doing when we fast we're seeking god whether it's for ourselves for our nation our community our children our church what our uh for sicknesses or or something we want now don't get me wrong prayer is not uh something that we use to bribe god that's not that's not what it is uh fasting is for us to get into position to hear and receive what God already has for us, to hear what God wants to say to us. Fasting is for us that we may tone down our flesh so that we may be in tune to God in the spirit realm. So no matter what type of fast, all of it is for us to be connected in the spirit realm mm -hmm. to our father our god who wants us to seek him who is our healer our deliverer he's everything we need he loves us with an everlasting love and then it also gives us time with that prayer time mm -hmm. that time that we would spend eating or looking at a movie or doing something or going someplace and like you say uh take our mind off of what we're doing spending money or whatever you know we take that time and just spend it with god when we fast and pray we spend more time with god and then it also increases our prayer uh you can change your prayer time it changes our prayer time where yeah. sometimes we may spend a few minutes uh, in prayer. Ch uh, build those few minutes up to an hour and then more than one hour. I mean, just spending time with God, seeking him, loving on him, because he loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love. And when we fast and pray, we are in position to receive that love, to see that, to just know that we know that we know that God is our father and he will, absolutely will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So fasting is a good thing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That is our discussion on prayer and fasting. I hope we answered a lot of questions that you may have had. I hope that this discussion was great for you because it was great for me, even though Amen. even though I studied it, it still was great for me even more. Amen. Amen. So that we're we're in this series called Who Am I? And I believe that to really understand who I am, the first step is to fast and pray that, that 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 is how we get to know who we are when we fast and pray we get in connection with god and when we get in connection with god we get in connection with the creator of who we are and the best way to understand us is to get to know the creator amen, amen. so i want to thank everyone for watching and being a part of this show and I hope Amen. you learn something, you, you take something from this and share it with the world. Amen. So before we Amen. leave, I would love for Pastor Shaw to pray us out.
Okay. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord God. We just thank you for this opportunity to just come before you, Lord God, to speak about fasting and praying, Lord God, thanking you and praising you, Father God, for good understanding, for revelation knowledge, for wisdom, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that we will thank you for uh, positioning us to receive this information, Lord God. And when we fast and pray, Lord God, you show us ourselves. You show us us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. Causes us to come in line with your word. Thank you for causing us to repent, to die daily, to, to seek your face to trust you, to know that we know that we know that you are our God and there is no one like you. There is absolutely no other God like you. And we thank you, Lord God. When we fast and pray, Lord God, we realize that you are the great I am. You are the only true and living God. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And there's absolutely nothing impossible for you, Lord God. Nothing too hard for you. And as we fast and pray, Lord God, and connect to you in the spirit realm, Lord God, you minister to us. You love on us. You show us things that we know not. In Jeremiah 33, you said, call upon you and you will show us great and mighty things that we know not. And as we fast and pray, Lord God, we're asking you not only to show us ourselves, but to reveal the secret, the deep secret things to us as we wait on you, Lord God, as we wait on you for direction as we wait on you to do what thus says the Lord as we say yes to your will and your way position us position us in the name of Jesus Father God to do what you would have us to do in spite of ourselves as we die to this flesh Lord God and tune up to your spirit in the spirit realm, Lord God, we say yes. We say yes to whatever you have for us, Lord God. We thank you that you deliver us and, and heal us, Lord God. Deliver us from pride and self-righteousness. Cause us to walk in unconditional agape love and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Just mold us and shape us to be what you would have us to be as we fast and pray lord god we give you permission permission to put us on that potter's wheel oh we give you permission lord god to do what you will for us to us and through us that you be glorified and Jesus be lifted up. We thank you, Father, for the grace to continue the fast, Lord God, and the time that we will spend eating. We thank you, Father, that we will spend that time praying, seeking your face, reading your word, 
ministering to others, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we thank you that we will never be the same. We will never be the same. We declare and we decree it, Lord God, moving forward, we will never be the same. And we thank you, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that you bring to our remembrance the things that you've done, the things that you're, that you've, uh, where you brought us from. Yes, where you brought us from. Help us to remember. And then just give us a little glimpse of where you're taking us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that, Lord God. We thank you for the visions. We thank you for the strategies, Lord God. We thank you for, for everything that you have for us, known and unknown to us, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, all of our loved ones, Lord God. We thank you for one another. And Father, we thank you for our pastor, a pastor, Apostle Mary C. Royal, a pastor after your own heart. And we thank you, Father God, that what you download to our pastor trickles on down to us and position us, Lord God. We thank you that during this fast, like never before, you position us to receive what you have downloaded in her for us in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that she is a good example uh, to us, Lord God. And we thank you that she shepherds us eagerly and willingly. And she's always, always there for us always praying, always laboring for us. And we thank you that you continue to strengthen her and use her to your honor and to your glory. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for revelation knowledge in Jesus's name. And we give you all the honor, all the glory and all the praise. Amen and thank God. <laughs>